just first off, tell us who you are, your background, and how you got involved with the South Shore Children's Chorus. Sure, absolutely. My name is Kirsten Oberoi. I grew up in Quincy, Massachusetts, and um, yeah, I always was singing. I had a very musical family, but I wasn't, because both of my parents were working, I wasn't able to get into Boston for the experiences that Boston was able to provide in terms of music. And that was always something that I was a little sad about, but didn't really, it's not like I had a burning desire. Um, But then I went away to college and came back and decided, you know, I really think that the South Shore as a community needs its own music education experiences. It's not good enough just to have it in the local city because people from the South Shore aren't going to go to the city on a Wednesday night at five o'clock. It's just not going to happen. So I decided to start the South Shore Children's Chorus in my hometown of uh, Quincy, and that was where we started. And now we have over 130 singers that sing with us. Wow, that's impressive. So what's your role within the organization? I'm the founding artistic director, um, which... Which means? It means I do a lot of things. It's it's a nonprofit world, so um, by being the artistic director, not only do I conduct the oldest group, the 7th through 12th graders, I hire all of the teachers and I lead the staff, um, and I also do odds and ends jobs like social media and setting up our ticketing mm-hmm. website and... Graphic designing brochures and creating the website and uh, fundraising and development and all of the above. Give us kind of the deeper dive on what what you offer with the chorus. Sure, absolutely. Um, Our chorus is broken up into three different levels. Our training choir is kindergarten through second grade. Our intermediate choir is third through sixth grade. And our advanced choir is seventh through twelfth grade. So we offer uh, classes for all of those levels right now at three different locations um, in Quincy, in Hanover, and in Sharon. Mm -hmm. And you get to be the first to know, but next year there will be a fourth location. um, And we're very excited to be actually partnering with the music education program at Bridgewater State University. Awesome. And in that partnership, we will have interns uh, who are music education majors working with our students, and we'll be opening up our fourth location there in the fall. Okay, so how long you been? How long has this been around? I founded it in 2016. Wow, fantastic! So every nonprofit has a mission. What's what's the mission? That's a great question. So our mission started off sort of just as an extra music education thing Mm -hmm. for students. Um, I like to explain children's chorus to folks who don't know what children's chorus is. Like it's club soccer for chorus. Um, It's sort of the same idea. We have these students that either want to do more or don't have the opportunity to do it at school and they come after school to be able to do more of it or to have that opportunity. What it ended up sort of morphing into as my philosophy grew as an educator and my team, we grew together, um, we started to have these missions that we stand for that center around inclusivity and um, making sure that this program is accessible to any child who 
wants to learn how to sing. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we don't have any auditions for our programming. We truly believe that if you want to learn how to sing, then it's our job to teach you, and we don't need to hear you do that before you come into our classroom, which is a very unique thing uh, about our organization, mm -hmm. and it's really exciting and has brought in a lot of students who might be anxious about auditions but really love to sing in their bedroom. Um, and, you know, in my personal opinion, I believe that child should have the opportunity to sing even if they're anxious to do that audition. And the other way that this mission sort of manifests itself in our organization is that we offer tuition assistance to anyone who applies. Um, and that's because we don't believe that not being able to pay tuition should hold you back from being able to learn to use the voice that's inside your body. Um, do we believe that our program is worth the tuition that we charge? Absolutely. Yes. But we also believe that that shouldn't hinder or be a gate for someone if they mm -hmm. want to participate. So last year, we were actually able to provide over $14,000 in tuition assistance for students in the South Shore. So how many students do you have ranging in all those courses? 130 right now, just over. Is there, is there one that's more popular than the others? or? We have our biggest numbers right now are in the intermediate choir level, mm -hmm. um, the third through sixth grade, which is really exciting because, especially after the past couple of years yeah. of music education, seeing this younger group just be so excited about singing. I think that group is up to over 50 singers now, um, mm -hmm. which is really, really great, not only for our organization, but really for that age group. And developmentally, it's really good for them to just be around a lot of other children who sing because their voices are so small and those muscles are so small that sometimes solo singing isn't actually the most healthy thing for that age group. So how has the chorus evolved since you started it? Well, let's see. Um, in... June or in May of 2016, we had our first concert and we had 35 singers grades kindergarten through eighth grade. So we've grown not only in numbers, um, we reach a lot more students now, but we've also grown in our philosophy and in it's, you know, running a program like this is a learning experience all yeah. the time and you have to do some trial and error. And mm -hmm. so we've, we've you know, moved around what age groups work best and what times work best. And we've really been able to lock that in now. And as we continue to evolve and grow, um, we're looking on bringing more, we're looking to bring on more staff members um, at more hours per week. So that way we're really not just an all part-timer organization, mm -hmm. but really starting to get people mm -hmm. doing this full time um, because the growth is calling for it. Yeah, talk to me about staff because, you know, I know in nonprofit leadership you wear a lot of different hats, but it can't just be you. It is not just me, and it wouldn't work if it was just yeah. me. Um, our, I have, I believe, seven other conductors who work with me. Oh, wow. Um, and they work, most of the, all of them do one ensemble. Mm -hmm. So I have a, three training choir directors um, at Quincy, Hanover, and Sharon. Mm -hmm three intermediate choir directors, and then I have a co-director with me at the advanced choir level. Um, so it's really, it's a great team of teachers. Not only are they just fabulous educators who care deeply about this mission yeah. and also care deeply about 
the kids that they teach and they love doing it and they do such a great job at their level. Um, but also they're a great team for each other mm-hmm. and they're a great support system. Um, being a music teacher is sometimes hard, especially yeah. in elementary school land. You are the mm-hmm. only music teacher usually in your building. So it's you and you have the whole building and you're teaching 600 kids, 700 kids and having a group of colleagues that you can bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I'm having trouble with this student who in this class, do you have any suggestions? And and having that team of support has become a real stronghold for the staff and really become a benefit of being a part of, of the artistic team. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have, administrative help um, with attendance and um, student accounts and all of the small details that I really just don't like doing at all. Um, And then uh, we also have a staff accompanist as well. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of people on the team helping to make this happen um, as well as me. Is there a level of, of kids you enjoy working with the most? I love working with all of them. Yeah. Um, my my specialty is secondary education, okay. um, seventh through twelfth grade. I do like the intermediate choir level. Um, I love the little ones. It is not my specialty. Um, I love visiting, uh, but my training choir directors are really incredible with that age group, and that is not easy to find. What's the biggest needs of the organization? As of right now, probably the biggest needs of the organization um, is financial. Mm-hmm. Um, our This year has been a big year of growth for us in terms of applying and achieving grants mm-hmm. and donations and fundraising for our organization. But the organization is still about 90% run on the tuition of the students. And we're looking to increase our fundraising, our grant writing, and Mm -hmm. our um, donations, so that way we can continue to offer tuition assistance, but also be able to bring on staff members to be more full-time and and to move in the direction of um, hopefully one day having a building. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So where where did the choruses perform? In the past, we have performed at varying churches. Uh, mm-hmm. The latest one has been um, St. Clair Parish in Braintree. However, uh, we had a, in, in a very intense spike of growth and registration this spring. Awesome. Um, we had our winter concert in February, which was postponed from January because of COVID. And at that concert, we had 100 students perform, and now we have 130, and I could barely fit 100 kids on the stage over at St. Clair's. So our spring concert on May 15th will be held at Milton High School. Um, it's our first time performing at a, at a local school. Um, we have normally been at churches, but we've just outgrown it. So we're mm-hmm. kind of finding new places to perform that can offer bigger audiences and more space on the stage for our growing choirs. So if we were to sit down maybe two years from now, what does the future look like? <sighs> big dreams. I have such big dreams. Let's hear them. Um, I, well, I definitely want um, everyone in South Shore Children's Chorus to have as much accessibility as possible. Yeah. Um, some dreams 
include uh, somehow, and I'm not quite sure how, but helping with transportation. Um, transportation can be a huge gate for accessibility for students. And so finding some way to help with that, again, not quite sure how, don't really have the answers, but I would love to see us be able to offer that. Um, additionally, I would love to see us grow, as I said, to the fact where we're having full-time staff members. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, I want to see this reach as many kids as possible. I've been recently really interested with the uptick of homeschool education and school co-ops mm -hmm. in figuring out how to partner with some of those co-ops because part of being in a homeschool is you may not get ensemble right. music. Um, so figuring out how we can serve that need. And also I would love to start uh, programming for special needs students and um, music therapy and have mm. targeted programming for those families. Cool. So if someone wants to learn more about the organization, where can they go? You can go to our website, uh, southshoreschildrenschorus.org, and there's some information there. But I, I think the best picture of our organization would be our social media. Um, we post really regularly on Instagram, Facebook. All of our concerts are up. Previous concerts are up on our YouTube page. So there's that's a really great way to kind of get a feel for what really happens. Mm -hmm. um, we try and put a very honest picture online of this is what a rehearsal is like, or this is what we're doing to keep people involved and updated. A lot of nonprofits have, you know, support from individuals or volunteers. Is there a need for that in the organization? Absolutely. Um, we ha are run by a volunteer board of directors, uh -huh. and that is always a great way to get involved, especially if you feel like, man, I would love to just write some grants. Um, if that's you, you know, give me a call. Uh, but our board of directors is a great way, but we're always looking for things like ushers at concerts and um, also business partnerships. If, if you're thinking, oh, my business has a holiday party and we'd love to have some carols. Sure, I can send out a group of kids to do that and that's no problem and just getting ourselves more involved in the community. So that's just some ways you can get involved and also just spreading the word, um, making sure that your neighbors, if they have kids and you hear them singing in the backyard, making up their own musical, send them our way. Just go, circling back saying, what's the musical repertoire usually? The, the musical repertoire really varies. Um, okay. We try and give a very wide variety um, for every concert. And there's a very specific reason for that. Lots of people do themed concerts, but the problem with themed concerts is you're not giving the students variety in their repertoire. And we never know. A student might move away. A student might not be able to continue in our program. And every semester we might have a slightly different group of students. Mm -hmm. So we want to give every student the most well-rounded repertoire that we can give them. Yeah in the time that they are able to be with us. So you'll hear everything from folk songs, to gospel, to musical theater, to classical choral, mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes the, our training choir this past concert did a piece with scarves and they had the scarves going. <laughs> and so, you know, you never know what you might kind of run into yeah. at a South Shore Children's Chorus concert, but what 
we do know about the repertoire, and we're very careful about this, is that it's very developmentally appropriate for the child. So whether that be in their ear training, that it's the right kind of set of of um, of keys or the the right notes that really fit with the way their brain is developing, or um, just in terms of fun or in terms of vocal range, all of it is going to be very healthy for the child in terms of their musical education development, because that's really where my artistic team is. Wow, that's interesting. I thought it was, wow, so it's just more than just, this might sound good or this might... It seems like there's a lot of thought that goes into it. There is, and it has to do not only with their musical development, but with their brain development. Um, There are some things that high schoolers can do, and their body development, really, because unlike someone who's learning to play a violin or, or a trumpet, these children are actually physically growing their instruments. So if... They are in a weird stage of life at about 12 or 13 years yeah. old. You know, they're going to have a really different instrument mm-hmm. at, than a five-year-old or a six-year-old. And all the while, we're really thinking about how are they learning curricularly? How are they building skills so that way by the time... So that way they can be lifelong musicians. Um, and that... That doubles both with skills and with passion. Um, if we can give them things that they love to sing, that's also good for them. It helps them want to be a lifelong singer and also gives them the skills to do so. So the nonprofit world can be occasionally difficult to navigate. What's maybe been the biggest challenge you faced with the course? I mean, the easiest answer there is the pandemic. That was tough. Yeah. Um, it was really singing over Zoom just doesn't. It just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) you know, we did our best, but, you know, it it doesn't do well. But I think the biggest challenge has been finding what's going to work with the community, Mm -hmm. um, building the culture of children's chorus in the community. I remember when I started and parents would come and say, wait, this costs money? Why? It's just singing. But that's because the culture wasn't built. They'd never even heard of a children's chorus before. So building the culture here in the South Shore that this is really important and this is a thing and this is what we do. And also this year, actually, um, believe it or not, keeping up with the growth has been incredibly challenging. Um, When you have a spike of an extra 30 students that you aren't expecting and the infrastructure isn't totally lined up to be able to handle that. So we're, we're looking at some changes for next fall in terms of software and administration and how can we best um, continue to work with this growth that we're, we're experiencing as our organization kind of gets more footing in the community. On the flip side of that, what's the most rewarding thing? I think the most rewarding thing is seeing students from such different experiences mm-hmm gain relationship through our organization. Um, our high school course, you know, because that's the one I see the most often because I'm I'm there, we have students who come from really high quality music education programs in the public schools um, where they're rehearsing in choruses once or even twice or even three times a day. And those kids are singing alongside students from Votech schools that don't have any chorus program at all 
and they're building relationship through music and they're accepting of each other in the fact that I know this really well and I love this a lot, but I don't know this because I haven't had the same experience as you. And it helps open their eyes to, it doesn't make this student any less Mm -hmm. worthy of being here in this chorus because they haven't had the same experiences that I have had. Mm. And being able to teach that lesson to teens, I mean, that's, that's where we're going in this world with diversity, you know, yeah. and and equity and inclusion. It's just because you and I have different experiences doesn't make me any better than you and doesn't make you any less than me. It just means that you're different and I'm different mm. and we can still work together to make this thing happen. Mm. And seeing that, I think, is one of the most rewarding things. And also, you know, just seeing little kindergartners skip out or getting a text message from one of my staff members that says, you know, I had a kindergartner crying today at the end of rehearsal and I asked dad what was wrong. And dad said she just doesn't want to leave. She's sad rehearsals over. And that was, you know, that kind of stuff is really nice. You know, the kids when the kids really love being there and seeing. And I guess the the third kind of part of that is as as the leader of the artistic staff is really seeing those those teachers come together and use each other as reference and use each other as collaborators um, outside of our context and being able to build and support that collaboration in that community is really fulfilling in terms of just like the music educator in me. What's that thing that people may not realize or they don't know? I think the main thing that people don't realize, and I will try not to get two on my soapbox about this one. (laughs) More than welcome to if you want. But uh, I think what people don't realize is that singing is a teachable skill and it is not a talent. Um, We don't use the word talent in our organization because if you want to learn how to do it, you can learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's a big thing for us is growth mindset. I talk to a lot of parents who say, oh, yeah, my kid loves to sing, but I can't hold a tune in a bucket. And my my personal kind of mission in this world is to stop people from saying that, because mm-hmm. ultimately what that does is it it teaches your child that this thing is something that only the elite, only the special can do. Only those who can do it can do it. And that's just not true. Um, the world of recorded music has really affected how we think about it. Um, we, we listen to it and we say, oh, that person is so good. Or we put it on TV and we say, yes, you're talented enough. Here's a big giant buzzer and some confetti that falls from the ceiling. Um, but in reality, you're born with an instrument and you use it every single day. You speak to your friends, you speak to your family. And as I tell my students all the time, all singing is is fancy speaking. Um, and it is absolutely a, a teachable skill. So we always encourage our families, sing with your children, encourage your children to sing, listen to them sing. It doesn't matter if they're off key. How many times to do uh, basketball players miss a shot? Mm-hmm. And even the professionals, they miss shots all the time. And we accept that as part of that culture. And I would love to see us start accepting wrong notes or weird sounding things as a part of our culture too, as long as we're singing, as long as we're singing together. So I think um, if if there's one thing that I would want people to really kind of know and, and take away about the chorus is that this really is a chorus 
for everyone. And if your child even likes singing, they don't have to be good already. That's what the learning is for. And that's what we take care of. But if they like to do it, then they should be doing it. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want our viewers and listeners to know? Well, we do have our upcoming um, concert in May um, at Milton High School, May 15th, Sunday, May 15th. Um, Tickets are going to go on sale uh, this coming Friday. And we'd love to see you there. Just coming out to support is a huge help. Um, It's only about an hour and a half and it really does help to just fill that audience it makes the kids feel so supported and additionally we have a summer program that we do um, that this year will be taking place at Massasoit Community College in Brockton and uh, if you have a kid who loves to sing that one that specific program is just for kids entering grades four through graduating seniors Um, But if you have a student who loves to sing and they want to come check it out, uh, it's only five days, but it's an awesome five days, and uh, they are more than welcome to come hang out with us and sing for a week. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, John. John.